lights up everything. Not a lot as it turns out in the National Hockey League. But hey, you vampires want a podcast, so we've come here to deliver. We'll talk about the smattering of NHL news we do have to talk about before launching into a preview of America's most boring hockey division, the Metropolitan. It's a lot to cover, and it's past Lou Lamorello's bedtime, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys, One Cop podcast. It is Saturday, August 28th. We are united in a dingy material warehouse in northeastern Afton, Missouri. Mm. Uh, and the police are outside. This is the last stand of the Two Guys, One Cop podcast. They can't take me alive. <laughs> I, uh, for legal reasons, cannot tell any of you how we got here, uh, but if this broadcast does make it onto podcast networks, just know that we've left the world and are in a better place. Um, Ian, we are actually reunited in uh, perfectly safe suburban Baldwin, where if the police are outside, they'll just be giving you unnecessary uh, traffic violation tickets. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Good. Good. We're back. We're in St. Louis together. After a three-week hiatus caused by yours truly, <laughs> and you just uh, love Jacksonville so baby, much. Oh yeah, I am Jacksonville born and bred, baby. Not born, but you can't once you're in there, they they're gonna breed. <laughs> breed. That's what they do. That's how Jacksonville does, baby. That's how they have the, like what tenth largest population in the U.S. I want to think know. way way smaller. Oh, really? than that. I thought yeah. Jacksonville overall was like really uh, big. You. Well, by land area, but uh, not by... So by just sheer mass, yeah. but not by people. Yeah, we got uh, a Benice San Jose. Oh man, it is 8th, or it is like 12th. There One. you go. New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philly, San Diego, San Antonio, Dallas, San Jose, Austin, Jacksonville. I think we've talked about this before. Fort Worth is thirteen. Mm-hmm. This is one of this is one of them like metro area like size of the city things I think though, because yeah. Jacksonville is the largest city by land area. So if you just count all the people on there, then sure it's gonna narrowly beat out Fort Worth. Well, it's like St. Louis. St. Louis is like three hundred thousand people within city limits, but uh-huh. like the metro area is like two point seven million yeah. or something so it's like do you ever think about how there are several probably multiple multiple countries in Europe that don't have a city as big as like Indianapolis yeah, right. <laughs> 876,000 people in Indianapolis where do they put them all what are they all doing there just rooting for the Colts so they just plug into the wall like a Chevy Volt and then on Sundays they wake up and go go Colts and they you have know, the go back into the waltz wall. Yeah, sure. They have the <laughs> sure, sure, <Whatever>. sure. <laughs> um, 
Go Hoosiers. That's although that somebody said the exact somebody's had that exact same conversation about St. Louis and the Cardinals, and somebody right. said they had the Blues, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, they had the Blues, or whatever." <laughs> we'd, so, be, you know, we'd be lucky if someone from another city even knew, knew we had the, the Blues, Blues existed. We got I, the Cardinals in the arch. There were a number of times in uh, in aforementioned Jacksonville where I mentioned the Blues, and I was like, "Oh, that's the hockey team in my hometown," and people still were clueless about what I was They're talking like in about. Your home Town is, and I'm like you know Detroit. Like I said, when we when I was in Canada in Toronto, and this guy wanted to know where we were from, and I said St. Louis, and he was like, "That's near Texas." I was like, "You know what? Yeah, for someone from Canada who sounds like they're probably like they immigrated to Canada from uh-huh. elsewhere, even I'm like, yeah, man, you are pretty close. We're That's only like two states away." Where there's not enough of a difference for you to care. It's all right. That's right. Um, it is, I don't know. It's a weird world. And there are big cities all around, and I don't like them. <laughs> uh, but, well, T4 texted me, don't like that either. We're going to turn on do not disturb mode. How about that? Uh, but I am very disturbed by the fact that Henrik Lundqvist has retired. <laughs> Are you? Uh, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm Ian. So sometimes the transition's truthfulness falls victim to its convenience, and this was one of those times. I mean, I, I like Henrik Lundqvist a lot. I root for the guy, but after the major heart condition and already being almost 40, not a total shock that he's going to retire. Um, Lundqvist announced his retirement late uh, last week, I believe. Um, he had a career that was without a Stanley Cup, but did feature a Vesna Trophy win, um, and is one of the greatest goalies of his generation. Won the gold medal with uh, Sweden at I think Torino in two thousand six or Turin or whatever that it's called. Right. Prior to me, prior to me really caring yeah. or knowing anything, that yeah. sounds right. I, that was that is an Olympics. Uh huh. I can't, I can't, I can't confirm. confirm. Yeah. And uh, obviously associated uh, with the New York Rangers. You know, I'm certain he would have spared the heart condition. You know, given that choice, but uh, kind of cool that he ends up retiring, having not played for any other team. I do like that. Um, Eight hundred some odd games with the Rangers, plus enough. To playoff games to get him to a thousand just a incredible career and i'm glad to see this week that there have i haven't heard i'm sure there have been takes about well we didn't get it done in the playoffs um but carried his team i think to two stanley cup finals maybe just one and a and a deep run into the third round but um a great player, the face of the biggest franchise in the NHL for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say an obvious Hall of Famer in the future. I think they for sure. I think they've even confirmed the retiring his number. Yeah. Later this season. Yeah. He's what does it say? He's sixth all time league leader for wins with 459, seventeenth in shutouts with sixty four, and eighth in games played with eight hundred eighty seven. I mean, eight hundred eighty seven games. As a goalie, like to even reach close to a thousand as a goalie is mm-hmm. crazy enough. You almost deserve to be in the Hall of Fame <laughs> for that alone because that's True. just so it's just so much staying power. Most wins in uh, New York Rangers franchise history, four hundred forty-nine. He is no also uh, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I just had to. But um, he is also the highest ranked goalie in wins who played his entire career with one franchise. 
I think he's eighth overall, but the seven goalies before him, including <laughs> including Martin Brodeur. You're welcome. <laughs> You're, You're welcome, Henrik. We yeah. did it for you. Uh, I still love that. Like, it, makes me, it brings me great joy that there's Martin Brodeur uh, Blues jerseys. Yep. You have one. I do. It's right uh, here in this closet, that's right so next fantastic. to us. I was. Um, I don't. I've never regretted that decision. Not for one single those are second. The, those are like the best jerseys. Yeah. I have a. I have a big Puma. What's his face? Oh, who is Ber- Berkman. Berkman. Thank yeah. you. I have a Berkman jersey, and I was like, I love this jersey yeah. because it's like, why? Because, <laughs> and he was great here too. It was great. So I was like, comeback I, player of the year. He won. A, a, he won the World Series here. I have a Paul Korea jersey. I'm pretty sure that's like my first Blues jersey as like yeah. an adult or whatever. I love that. I remember Lance Berkman was the first guy to hug Tony LaRusso when they won the World Series, and it was a big monster bear hug, and it was like, we're both so old, and we <laughs> did it together. Um, but yeah. Uh, Anyway, Lundqvist, uh, gone from the NHL. He will have a future doing literally whatever he wants. Being a model, Charismatic, perhaps. looking like that. Doesn't he have a brother who's like a only brother. a goalie in Sweden? <laughs> like, wasn't quite good enough, but was still like a professional goalie for a long time in Sweden? Crazy. Is his name Pinrick? <laughs> it's Daniel. I think by... Is it really? No. Oh, okay. I, like, I think they're supposed to... Name them in that pairing only. Yeah, you're right. Daniel oh, Daniel. Henry. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, on... The Sedins, it's the Sedins. Yeah, yeah, Sedins I got joke. it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, got, I picked just up for, Just for the listeners. Yeah, they probably didn't get it because they they're cats. Yeah, but... they don't understand. <laughs> None been... of you have watched they've the They've never of even seen the Sedin twins. <laughs> uh, cats and vampires, that's all that listen to this podcast, baby. Uh, Andre Svechnikov got paid he sucked the blood of tom dundon and got his money it was eight years <laughs> he sucked something <laughs> oh boy oh, thanks thanks for that image oh boy um big contract eight years what's what's the aav on that one uh 7.75 million dollar contract the same contract this week given to Andre Svechnikov and Sean Couturier in. Very Who different. would you rather give that contract <laughs> Very to? Very different players. I love uh, Sean Couturier and not that much. I love him at five years, $7.75 million. Even that, yeah, maybe uh, not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Svechnikov deal. I mean, you got him through, what, till he's 29? You got him through the... the the real prime. Let's talk. Like, this is the real prime of a player's career. People will be like, oh, you got someone from 28 to 33? You got them in their prime. I'm like, not anymore, bro. This is a young man's game. 23 to 29 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's that's it. That's, that's the that's real the right prime. spot, baby. That's the real prime. The other, overpaid prime is the other one. Yeah. Good for the Hurricanes to pay someone. And speaking of the Hurricanes <laughs> paying someone, Jesperi Kotkaniemi... I got close enough. Jesperi <laughs> Kotkaniemi. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> a one-year, $6.1 million offer sheet. And just to make it utterly clear that this is revenge for offer-sheeting Sebastian Ajo in this petty, ridiculous league. Uh, The um, Don Waddell released a statement that was a word-for-word replica of the statement Mark Bergevin released two years ago when they signed Sebastian Ajo to an offer-sheet. 
So good for them. I yeah. I love that this league is that level of petty and childish and ridiculous. And I also love that offer sheets exist, like as a real mechanism within the league, and yet are completely taboo and unacceptable. And there's just a GM alliance that they won't happen. And if you do do it, you're supposed to get punished. And you're supposed to accept your punishment. Like rubbing the lotion on the skin, you know? <laughs> I don't actually... I've never actually seen that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. I know yeah. it is. I know. But I just... I, I know the quote, but I don't know the context. But I bet it's not good on account of the cannibalism. <laughs> so... He needs that skin nice and soft for a very specific uh, reason. Oh, yeah, that queers it up real <laughs> real vividly. Thanks, Ian. Um, this is interesting, though, because right now, according to Cap Friendly, the... Montreal Canadiens have $0.0 in cap space. So finding $6.1 million in space for Jesperi Kotkaniemi, a player they were already on the outs with, not a queer, um, not not an obvious fit. And I also want to say, good for Jesperi. Go out. They screwed you over in the playoffs. Go out and get your money, baby. This is going to set him up to make a ton of money the rest of his career, too, because he can just... I'll leverage this contract into similarly big contracts. Well, he's like he'll still be an RFA after this year. Yeah, so yeah, basically they have to as a as a whatever a qualifying, qualifying offer. offer. It has to be at, at least, least that. this. Yeah, yep. so Ooh. he can minimum bare minimum get six point one million until he's a free agent. Good for him, I say. <laughs> Great job. Just like Santa Claus. Uh, They offer you a certain amount of money, then they have to offer you that in the future. That's right. right. Um, You think think, uh, they find a way to match it? Probably? Uh, Probably. I sure hope not. Like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter real butthurt over this. A lot of Montreal fans are just like, well, we don't even really care. So it's very silly that you would want him because oh, we don't even care. We don't even miss him. What's it? What was his name? Yeah, Jasper Jordan. Yeah, they're like he couldn't even crack the lineup in the finals, so we don't need him. And I'm like, man, you seem to be talking an awful lot I about ain't this guy. Missing you at all. Yeah, missing you. Yeah, He's it's one of those. Um, It'd be cool if the Hurricanes could get him. It is kind of funny though that they were like, hey Dougie, we don't have money for you. Sorry. And then they're like, hey, but we got money we for got, yes, very kind of save all our money to screw with Mark Bergevin. Although, you know what? Mark Bergevin needed some screwing with this <laughs> offseason. So good, That's I true. say. It is weird, too, because a lot of people just are angry that this happened. They're just like, you know, it's everyone clamors for an offer sheet until it happens to your team. And then you're just like, well, I don't really, I don't like this mechanism anymore. This doesn't seem like. Uh, like uh, Don Waddell or who's their owner, Tom Dundon, mm-hmm. is, you know, they're not really behaving very maturely in all this. You know, they're using the same uh, Mark Bergevin quote back at him. They're, you know, they're just going after another player because we went after Ajo. Like, really? Really? And it's like, yes, yeah, really. That's how it works. You're allowed to do the that. The Canucks tried David Backus. We did it to somebody else, right? Didn't we? Oh, I, I think we I think took we a did. swing at somebody. Kessler or somebody. I know that's... Yeah, Kessel, what was it? Was Kessel. Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Famous no. Vancouver Canucks, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel only has like a year left to live due to all the hot dogs. He's yeah, eating. according to that study. Yeah, everyone's seen the study. It's, it's well, all over the place. he needs to get one of those hot dog backs. He can get him right now. <laughs> <laughs> just need the hot dog back. People, go watch uh, whatever that show's called. I think you should leave and you'll, you'll understand all our references tonight. But only for tonight, because next week it'll be a new show. 
Perhaps a lighthearted comedy like Hitler's Circle of Evil. Also a great show on Netflix. Uh, but not sketch comedy. No, no. Nothing, nothing funny. Not quite as funny. <laughs> no. No. Um, but... Uh, Do you think they get it done? You know what? Real quick. You know what I've learned from that from that documentary? The people around Hitler, real shitty. Yeah, <laughs> not, not great not people. Not a great crew. Uh, so, you know. Do I think they'll get it done? I have a... Yes, they will get it done. I was going to say it might be fun and something interesting might happen in the NHL, but it's not going to happen. What are they going to do? Who are they going to move? They're just going to shit can somebody. Wait, can't they sign it? They can sign them, right? They just have they to have move to somebody be, eventually. Yeah, yeah, right. They have to be uh, 6% or eight, 10%. Who's got a 6.1 million? Brendan Gallagher. They're gonna... uh, that's what I was going to say. Give him to us. Yeah. He's 6 million? Okay, maybe not that. Maybe I don't want that. But... So the one thing I don't know here, 1320, 36. Oh, so with Shea Weber's listed on injured reserve here, but his contract isn't actually counted off of the salary cap. So that's the answer. Oh. Um so, yeah, they're fine. Uh, boring. But you know what? Still screws with them a little bit, and good. They deserve it this summer. Uh, although, to be fair, the um, you know the Hurricanes also deserve it. So. What would the Hurricanes have to give up if, Kaken, you know, if Montreal can sign Kakanyemi and then get Kakanyemi? Was it a first and a third? Yeah, I think so. It's a lot. It's a lot. Let's see if uh what Jasperi Kotkinimi compensation. That's not hard to say. Not not at all. Don't give me this already <laughs> subscriber <laughs> stuff. Two years after Carolina, Kotkinimi, in fact, the Hurricanes. <laughs> Contract price is no joke. Yada yada. Accepted our offer. Hurricanes lost the second round. Core especially power under the salary cap to maneuver. Uh, what the hell? Pick. Stevens reading. First. 2022 first and a third. So you were right all along, Ian. Why'd you second guess yourself? <laughs> and speaking of second guessing yourself, Jack Eichel's found a new agent. <laughs> um, Jack Eichel, the saga continues. Man, will it ever end? One did embarrassment for the uh, for the Buffalo Sabers. I cannot imagine being the kind of franchise that would have a star player vocally discontent with his team and his place on the team and demanding a trade due to uh, medical malfeasance of some kind. And change uh, your representation. And changing your agent. I cannot fathom what it would be like to root for a team that would hold on to such a player under such circumstances and play games in the media about how, well, you know, they might just have to be prepared to play here next season because our hands are tied. I can't fathom it, quite frankly. You know what I can't believe? I couldn't believe if you had a player that wanted all those things and you made him visit your team doctors instead of a specialist in his field and he didn't like that. I couldn't, I can't imagine what that would be like. Um, but seriously, the Blues not getting nearly enough heat for the Vladimir Tarasenko situation because of the Jack Eichel situation. So for that, I thank you, Jack Eichel. And to our friends in Buffalo, uh, Anthony, Chad, and those folks, you know, great job. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, taking the heat off the Blues a little bit. We really appreciate it. I need the heat. Is he traded over the summer, Jack Eichel? Jack, Jack Eichel? Eichel? I don't know where he goes now. 
I guess it, Minnesota it, still. Part of me is like sometime in September. Jake DeBruskin and, and stuff, and they get him in oh. Boston. I keep wanting to say it'll happen in September, but that's my brain thinking that September's like a month Six from months now. Six months from now, yeah. And it's like, it's like a couple days from uh-huh. now, and I'm like, oh, so that's the only month left. Um, no, I think he stays in Buffalo because they're fucking idiots. Uh, can you imagine if he takes the ice? I mean, Harry Woo! Kane went back to Tottenham, so anything can happen. But my God, Ian. Even I know that. Disgraceful. Blessed be. Even... <laughs> They're 2-0, and o, Stephen. They are. Have you watched a game yet? I watched uh, half of last week's Ooh, game. I saw the goal, proud. and then I couldn't watch the other half, and then nothing happened. I mean, there was no more goals. So. Sometimes that's uh, that's how the cookie crumbles, yeah. you know? Uh, so that's the NHL news. Anything we've forgotten? Probably. Have the Blues done any, like, crappy little, like, uh, oh, they did sign Zachary Bolduck. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, that one's not getting away. Yeah, they're they're retiring Chris Pronger's number on the 17th. Um, People are really pumped about that. And I'm excited for Chris Pronger, but, like, some people are, like, like we've won the cup again, happy. They're like, oh, thank God. I'm like, it's it's fine, everyone. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's very good. It's great. I mean, it's great. But it's, he, I like I'll, how the headlines on the sorry, real quick on yeah. the Blues site just include all of the moves they've made this summer because we've had no other headlines. <laughs> Go ahead. I would say he was really good here, and we had him for the best part of his career, and he is the only. <sighs> What defensive man, defensive <laughs> defenseman since Bobby Orr, uh-huh. the only one Bobby Orr. to win the heart and the what is it the other one the uh, Norris Norris that's it. Um, I was like the con smite, <laughs> um, and that's great and all. And maybe it's just because I was young when he was here. But part of me feels like for the greater portion of my hockey fandom he was not here Mm -hmm. and he still played a lot not here so part of me is sort of like in this weird mode where i'm like do we retire his number and the answer is of course yes yes i'm wrong it's just that whenever i think about it i'm like yeah i guess i just want to take a moment because you mentioned it to emphasize the fact that in the 1999-2000 season in which he won the Hart and norris trophy at the tender age of 25 years old. Oh, that man averaged 30 minutes and 14 seconds a night in 79 games of action. He scored 14 goals, had 48 assists Jesus. for 62 points, and had a plus-minus leading the league of plus 52 that man in his entire Blues career averaged, Ian, averaged 2903. Okay, he's probably, there's probably retired. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even do that? That's insane. Oh. 356 points as a Blue in 598 games over nine years. Um, 1,333 shots. Don't know why I read that. <laughs> That, not a that Hall was of a, Fame that was a mistake. Uh, but it's yeah. really too bad they had to sell the team. Yeah. Because uh, then they could have, you know, kept them kept or them. something. Yeah. Won maybe one of those cups that he went to in later years. Thanks for taking other teams to the t- cup, Chris. Uh, um, I was rooting for him in 2010. Yeah. Phenomenal player. 
really, I mean, just breathtakingly good and, sh- and so shitty. Such a bad human being, but yeah. so good at Did hockey. I ever, have I ever said this, talked about the story in here about my, this is going to be one of those, my cousin's friend's brother, my mm-hmm. dad's friend's sister mm-hmm. went on a date with Chris Pronger, allegedly. I mean, I wasn't there. Um, I don't know when Chris Pronger was here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently she was like, yeah, he's like not, he's seems kind of full of himself and i was like yeah that seems right i mean i, I believe it but apparently he also talked in the third person for the state a lot it was like chris pronger's hungry chris pronger <laughs> would like the mozzarella sticks <laughs> and you know and the thing of it is you part of me is I like i don't give a shit but i was like do you think maybe for a date because he's just going on random dates he's, hot shit. he's like i'm gonna do the third person yeah tonight probably why not? yeah probably a real you know a real uh a real um I want to say Bill Cosby, not Bill Cosby. The other guy from Ghostbusters. Bill Murray? Bill Murray. They'll never believe you. Yeah, they'll never believe you. They'll never believe you that you dated Chris Pronger for a day and he talked to the third person about mozzarella sticks. The best part about that story is everybody knows that story and I still don't know if I believe them. That's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. Bill Murray wasn't prepared for the internet, though. Mm -hmm. That story's gotten around. Um, And if you don't know what we're talking about, too bad. I guess that makes you a Gen Z. <laughs> oh, burn. That's right. Uh, Generation Wars. That's right. And, um, you know, stuff. <laughs> if you're on TikTok, you I don't can like get you. rocked. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. TikTok away. Yeah, do whatever you want. Do one of those videos with the, you know, the hand pounding. Oh, thing. yeah. Put that the music only, at the end. The only video that exists on TikTok. <laughs> wham, wham. That, that's our wham, outro wham, today. Wham. All right. All right. Wham, wham. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know what it is. That and the Bezos one. Yeah, it's those are the two songs that you can do. Those are Jeff Bezos ones? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's the, it's the Bo Burnham song, you know. No. You don't know it? Well, no. people know. Well, they're going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to hear it right now as we cut away to Bezos 1 by Bo Burnham. you now Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett amateurs can fucking suck it fuck their wives drink their blood come on Jeff get him folks we're back I've just live <laughs> live introduced Ian to Bezos one by Bo Burnham and I he's to, like kick up and burp at the same time <laughs> as I'm like laughing and it hurts <sighs> Bo, Bo, uh, Bo Burnham made the soul taco really repeat on Oh boy, I hope people enjoy this content because after this it's all Metro Division and it's not getting any
I should I should seek medical attention. Uh, 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 but it's true. <laughs> 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 Metropolitan Division while <coughs> Ian recovers in a nursing home nearby. Uh, today's podcast brought to you by Delmar Gardens for when your throat seizes so hard that you die. <laughs> uh, folks, the Carolina Hurricanes, we've already talked about them. They're going after Jess Ferry Kotkin and me. Um, also added some other people with funny foreign names like Frederick Anderson, Auntie Ranta, Ian Cole. That's not really that funny, but what kind of a person's named Ian anyway? And Derek Stepan, apparently. They lost Dougie Hamilton, Alex Nedelkovich, Peter Mrazek. You doing okay? You're, you're alright? Uh, right. And Warren Fugula. Ian, at a glance, answer this question. Is this team... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he can't answer any questions. Is this team better? Gotta, gotta make sure I can clear my throat. Uh huh. Gotta get one of those hot dogs. Thank you. No, they're not better. No, no. Are they the same? Oh, oh. Also, I forgot the uh, NHL conveniently left Tony D'Angelo off their Instagram graphic here. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Must have been an oversight. I'm sure an accident. Complete. Complete and total accident. They're fine. Uh, they're worse. They'll make the playoffs. They might even run this division. Because, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Folks, Ian's in some actual pain tonight. And I'm just enjoying it. <sighs> All I right. speak more. I have to stand up and drink water upside down. Okay. <laughs> Please do. It works. Please do. He's good. He's good. Ever tried this? No. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, perfectly, this perfect, normal perfectly do. normal, perfectly healthy. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Does it look like I'm <laughs> something else? Perhaps, perhaps not. <sighs> I hope it works. Oh jeez. Oh god. I'm in so much pain. Oh, God. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Welcome to, to my, my life. life. And uh, that's that. Um, brought to you by, what was that, Story of the Year? Are they who did that? Oh, no. No? Dashboard Confessional? No. Oh, no. What? Don't be so mean to those two bands. Uh, it's Simple Plan. Simple Plan. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Which one's the one that's from like Baldwin though? That's uh, story of the year. Right? Story of the year. They were like supposedly from like this neighborhood in Baldwin. Really? Yeah. That's well, so I've story heard. Is. Um, 
But people, you know, the folks out there can confirm. The big story of the year, historians. Are they like historians? Like his dash story, capital S, dash Ian's. Ian, that's your name. And we're moving on. What about her stories, dude? Uh, what about it? Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, I mean, not better. I don't think, well, they are considerably worse because they lost Dougie Hamilton and they made the active decision to downgrade in goal. I know, so. Jesus. <sighs> Frederick Anderson has played a lot of games and Wasn't most of them good. Were, I was like, most of them were all right. Yeah. But not the ones that counted. So. Not, not the ones that mattered. Not in the playoffs, sir. And yeah, we've talked about this before, but Auntie Rata's hurt a lot. Frederick Anderson's hurt a lot. So whoever their third string goalie is, I hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. Hope you're not hurt a lot. <laughs> Ooh, do you think they get another goalie? Do you think they want to get another goalie this year? I think they do. I think oh, do sure you think do. they trade for one? Yeah, yeah they'll they, trade for Alex Nedeljkovic. <laughs> Nedeljkovic, excuse me. Um, yeah, they probably will. Probably, right? Jake right. Allen, maybe? That seems like a yeah, good Carolina fit. Yeah. Bring in another guy who isn't quite a 1A goalie, you know? See how many you can add. With enough of them, you'll surely win a cup. You get a Voltron. That's right. All because you wouldn't pay Alex Nedelkovich the ridiculous sum of $3 million U.S. dollars. But you gave twice that to screw with Mark Bergevin a little bit. Good work, Hurricanes! We're so proud of you. The Columbus Blue Jackets finished in 8th in the Central Division. Uh, 8th of 8, not great. Um, they were 18-26-22 and 22 with 48 points. They missed the playoffs. They drafted 5th. They took that one guy from, uh, from Michigan. Kent Johnson, maybe, or perhaps so. one of the other ones. Real um, Yeah, and they added Jacob Voracek. Uh, who doesn't get to dunk on crappy Philly reporters anymore. I think the biggest downside of that trade. But maybe there's some crappy uh, Columbus reporters that... Oh, I think they're all crappy. On. That's right. Uh, Adam Boquist, Sean Corrali, and out Kent Johnson. Look, there he is. There's that fella. Uh, they subtracted Seth Jones. Really... What did they lose? What did they yeah. gain and what did they lost? They gained a plenty, and they lost that paperweight hanging around their neck. Cam Atkinson's gone. Michael Delzato, blues legend Michael Delzato, also moving on to greener pastures. Where'd he end up? Anaheim again, probably? Probably. Let's Google it. Montreal? No. There's, I remember seeing it. It was in the papers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, those papers. Uh, Michael Delzato is uh, Canadian president of Ottawa Senators. Oh, the I'm Ottawa so Senators. You know, they more importantly lost their coach. And uh, John Tortorella. The New York Post has presented us with the story. Michael Delzato, from porn star shame to selfies with newly single wag. What? I forgot he was the one that had that thing where he like got publicly called out by... You remember this? Let's see if I can read this. I don't this. think I do. Before hitting the ice with the Philadelphia Flyers in the nation's capital, this is obviously an old story, oh, um, the former Rangers defenseman enjoyed some quality time with Casey McDonald, the former fiancé of Chiefs backup QB Aaron Murray, former uh, University of Georgia Bulldog great. McDonald used to work at Fox 29. Nobody cares about you, McDonald. You're not the point of this story. Um, 
Wouldn't be the first time Delzato's ego took a beating in the social sphere. Last November, adult film star and one-time Delzato fling Lisa Ann publicly shamed him on Twitter after being asked to play Cupid one too many times by the NHL vet. You know, good for him. Um, She's sick of being Michael Delzato's wingman, says this other story. Um... What the heck? What happened here? Michael Delzato had to be the courier for this universal message and legendary uh, star Lisa Ann had to be the G-rated teacher. The adult film star recently making headlines for possibly scoring with another athlete. This is just a black hole. It's just yeah, going to go deeper not, and deeper. We're never going to know. Current uh, Fire apparently has been bombarding Ann with requests to play Cupid and set him up with a woman. And in her own way, she did exactly that. At Michael Delzato is looking for dates. Lots of them, she tweets at one point in her epic rant. But we're not sure how many women will still be interested in Delzato after Anne's delightful Twitter sode. As you may imagine, I got some pretty random texts. Take a lot to annoy me, but some people strive at it. The most annoying texture in the history of my life has been, hands down, Michael Delzato. Shocker, right? Yeah, shocker because 90% of your audience is learning who this person is for the first time. Yes, Michael Delzato, the stud NHL player, for some reason yeah. thinks I am the dating service and will arrange dates for him. Um, what, so what a weird shaming! What I thought s- this was going to be, you know, of the of the sexual nature. Yeah, no, no, just just, just the desperate, sad nature. Well, you know, there was a there was, was a porn star. There though, was a yeah. trip down Michael Delzato memory lane. Yeah, yeah, porn star. It just seemed weird because it's like we're porn star shame. Yeah, she wouldn't give me my groceries off DoorDash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. That's the kind of porn star shame Ron Jeremy gets into, you know? R.I.P. <laughs> he's, he's not dead. Is he alive? No, he's not, he's not dead. He's just a scumbag. Okay. okay. There was a there's a sex scandal. There's a sex scandal about him, and I'm like, you know, not to make light of anything, but I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that his business? Yeah. No, but like you know, like a sexual abuse thing, and I'm like, uh, that's terrible. But also, have you seen his face? Did you know what he did? We're all we're all adults there, right? That we're, is pretty much that. Have you seen news. his face? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There you go. Uh, so the Columbus Blue Jackets eighth in the Central Division last year, not great. Um, Elvis Merzlikens will be healthy this year, I believe. I hope. Uh, Eunice Corfasalo is still there, I yeah. think. Um, they uh, aren't going to be better this year. I don't no. Think. No longer under the watchful gaze of that guy with the face, John Tortorella, ESPN analyst John Tortorella. Um, I hope he rails this team. That's right. Uh, what do you think about the Blue Jackets? Anything to be excited about here? Um, uh, scrolling through these other teams. No, they finished last. I, I hope they don't. I kind of like the Blue Jackets, scrappy little Blue Jackets, um, and they they ping ponged around there in the playoffs for a while. Though mm-hmm. they they swept the Lightning, surprise surprise, and that was their cup. That was unfortunately their cup. that was um, absolutely their cup. First time winning in the first round, uh, sweep, blah blah blah. It's all good stuff. But now they I feel loaded bad. up their franchise to win a one first round series. Yeah, good for them. They did it. You know what? Good for them. You did it, Columbus. <laughs> Ah, the New Jersey Devils took the big swing and got Dougie Hamilton, immediately making their team dramatically better. Also added Brian Graves. Don't sleep on that. 
Jonathan Bernier in to help Mackenzie Blackwood, Tomas Tatar in to help them score more goals, and Luke Hughes in to help Jack Hughes remain there longer um, and help lure Quinn Hughes eventually. <laughs> Uh, subtractions, Nathan Bastion, Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Rob, Connor Carrick. Uh, this team is definitely better, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they're relevant yet. No, I think they, that's the fun you've stepped up into now being like, maybe we make the playoffs. Yeah. And that's Ooh, your, that's yeah. your fun little carrot. We've got Nico we Isher, we've got Jack Hughes, we got a lot of stuff going. I'm waiting for them to make that, take the I've, next step. I want them to be back in the playoffs. I feel like every year I'm like, this will be one of the teams I watch on NHL right. TV and I never actually watch other teams on there, but you know. And having said that, I think that's... This, I think the this, Devils this, are the yeah, team this, that this I'll team. tell myself that I'll watch on NHL Network. Uh, the New York Islanders, Richard Panic, Adam Pellick uh, re-signed. We know that Kyle Palmieri and um, Zach Parise and Cal Clutter, somebody else, yeah. Casey Sezikis, yeah. are believed to have re-signed there, but I guess Lou Lamorello holds all the cards and just says... But we're not announcing it yet. So, so weird. I feel like I guess that's, as I guess, a league, you should be like, one of you can't just like not talk about what you're doing. Yeah. But whatever. He's old and has mob ties. So that's right. Got to play the game. That's right. Uh, they lost Jordan Eberle to the Seattle Kraken. Nick Weddy to retirement? No, they traded, him. they traded him. They traded him. They traded him. To somewhere, to... Calgary, Calgary, Cal, Cal Ross, perhaps. That was a Gwen Gary Gwen Ross, folks, for the young kids out there who don't know what Gwen Gary Gwen Ross is. Uh, Nick Letty, is that who I'm looking up? Nick Letty plays for the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, sorry, Nick. Oh, my. <laughs> We had a combined, wordless, uh, two-second moment of silence for a player going to the Red Wings. That's probably not a great sign uh, for your franchise. They also lost Michael Dow Cole, who has never gotten called out on Twitter by a porn star, to my knowledge. So, good for you, Michael. Way to to be. Um, The Islanders, they have a really big uh, Vladimir Tarasenko-sized hole on their uh, top six, don't you think? They could use them. All the scuttlebutt, all the scuttlebutt uh, pointing towards that being the most logical destination for Vladimir Tarasenko. But who knows these days? What do you think? You think it's the Islanders? You think he's staying here? What's your, th- what's your thoughts on Tarasenko right now? Or do you want to save it for the JR Mailbag segment? Where we just riff off JR's mailbag. Yeah, let's save it. Let's save it. We'll save it for the JR mailbag segment. Islanders, better, worse, or the same? Uh, they're the same-ish. Yeah. I mean, I get Eberle's a bit of a loss, but yep. I'm sure they'll be fine. The New York Rangers. Sad. Oh, I. They nuke their team. <laughs> Barclay Goodrow, way too much money. Ryan Reeves, any money is too much money. And Sammy Blay, uh, wow, that I, I forgot. I honestly forgot. I was like, wait, are Sammy Blay? Yeah. Uh, they lost a fellow by the name of Pavel Buchnevich, who we're going to get to know real well around these parts, as well as Brendan Smith and Colin Blackwell. They are 
I don't know that they're immediately worse. Actually, yeah, I think they probably are. They traded Buchnevich for nothing, um, and all they got was Barquay Goodrow. But um, for the long-term health of their franchise, they are so much worse off. Um, They lost one fight in one game, and their entire (laughs) franchise... Perfect rebuild was destroyed. Yeah, they said rebuild over. Thanks. Now, now we got to be tough. Thanks, James Dolan. Good work. Thanks for ruining what could have been one of the coolest franchises in the NHL. Imagine being like Artemi Panarin there, and you're like, "This is fun. We're getting the right, good place, good uh, spot." And then you just see this shit happen. I have you. Russian friends like Pavel, and then he's gone. Yeah, it's like I've got Russian friends like Igor, and then he's gone. He's probably, probably not. Probably not. But he probably will. But yeah, he's, he's, leaving, he's jumping ship. Oh, he's going KHL, baby. Yeah, I'm Igor Shosturkin, more like Igor. I got nothing. I got that's hard. This one's hard. It's just uh, uh, I'll come back to it. I'll come okay. back to it. <laughs> um, workshop it. Ian, uh, walk us through the changes in Philadelphia because there are a lot of them. Oh, it's many. It's a cornucopia of changes. Uh, in comes Ryan Ellis, Rasmus Ristolainen, Cam Atkinson, Keith Yandel, and Martin Jones. Or any of those. I guess Ryan Ellis makes you semi-excited um <laughs> i mean they added three new defensemen cam atkinson for uh jacob Vorchek, i think is interesting yeah it's a it's a pivot move it's a pivot move subtractions the aforementioned jacob Vorchek, shane gostas bear philip myers nolan patrick robert hag brian elliott all out mm-hmm. the door that's 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 a fair amount of turnover for philly my problem is i feel like they're kind of the same they're like a different kind of bad now um like i said ryan ellis seems like a good move mm-hmm. a good pickup an actual defenseman who can play defense which is what they're looking for rasmus or Stalinen, a defenseman that can't play defense um i believe rasmus or Stalinen was also checked in the glass by a ghost yes that is, um, that's so true he is haunted there's uh-huh. that keith yandel power play specialist you know martin jones is a board of a person just a flat board that sometimes you shoot the puck at um he's your backup to carter hart Mm -hmm. and carter hart like suppose hopefully rebounds so bad last year but if he's bad you're Uh you're goaltending just not just off the board like the worst just off just awful who um who's their coach there again Elaine Vigneault? Not much longer, I don't think. Not much longer. Oh, Elaine Vigneault is that coach you bring in as a GM where you know you're in trouble and so you bring in Elaine Vigneault because you can just distract with him for a couple of years and just be like, see, it was his fault. And they're like, but you hired him. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think so. No proof of purchase. He was just here. Uh, That's Um, right. They should fire him in December and see what kind of luck they get on a cup run. You know what yeah. I mean? That feels like a move. That's that feels right. like the Flyers' hopes and prayers. For sure. And they hire Mike Yo. Oh, yeah. Coaching waiting. He's That's always right. waiting. Isn't he there, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's there. He's oh, been man. waiting you know for it. over a year you can, and a half. Can you feel it in your bones? Or they bring back Craig Berube after we fire him. Oh, there's the move right there. Reunite Yo and Berube That's right. Together. Oh, baby. Reunited and it feels uh, pretty awkward, honestly. <laughs> Uh, Ian, let me run this fly one by you. Igor Shosturkin, more like Igor, he's sure gone. <laughs> Got it. Nailed I think it. that's as good as it can be. I think 
and, and it was still pretty it. bad. We I think it was best we could. <laughs> but it's still a turd, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, he sure get get it because yeah. Anyway, so the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins. They added Brock McGinn and Danton Heinen, and they called it an offseason, baby. That's enough for us. We'll watch Jared McCann, Brandon Tanev, Cody Cece, and Frederick Gaudreau go out the door. Watching Cody Cece depart, that pretty much is like a trade. Yeah, right. Good work. They've done yeah, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we're just in the twilight days of Sid Crosby's career, and just we're fine with that. We've just accepted that. I don't know if Sid Crosby's been informed, but right. the Penguins certainly seem to believe that he has. Tristan Jari's still there. Casey DeSmith is still there. They're still both not good. Mm. Um, no move for Marc-Andre Fleury, despite Sid Crosby's protestations. Really wild. Really wild that that team doesn't have enough self-respect to be better than it is. I was going to say, they, the old Jeff Merrick, as long as you have Sidney Crosby and Kenny yeah, Malkin, you're always that making that's a run. That's not true, Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm, I'm going to say. Like, sure, you're always like in cup conversations with two of the best players of all time. But also, like, if that's all you got, that's all you got. And that's not enough. Um, I do feel a little bad for them. But again, they both won three cups, so I don't feel that bad. I am a little surprised that Hextall hasn't done more with that team already because, I don't know, I guess did he make any big moves? Did he get Zucker? Mm-hmm. Is that his move? I don't know. It just feels like Hextall, he hasn't been there that long, but I'm still waiting for him to make like his his move that makes this his franchise. Right now I feel like he's still running Jim Rutherford's yeah. team. And Rutherford will just be back at any moment. That's right. Wouldn't it be funny if he just came back? He's like, yeah, I was gone for a year. Yeah. Just need some time. Um, the Washington Capitals. Man, the Metropolitan is the graveyard of formerly great teams. Uh, I feel like maybe... It almost feels like the Pacific's getting too much credit as the bad division. Because the Metro's pretty weak. And the Pacific also has like two really good teams and a lot of bad teams. Mm. And so does the Metro. Um, but the Washington Capitals, did they do anything this summer besides sign Alex Ovechkin and not trade Evgeny Kuznetsov? Nothing I can think of. No, they, they did something. released and then retraded for Vitek Banachek. Oh, that's right. Um, let's look at their cap this Oh, they traded, they traded Verona during the season. That's right. For Jake, uh, for, uh, what's his name? Mantha? Anthony Mantha. Part man, part the man. <laughs> now it looks like the same team. They thought, nah, we're good enough. Uh, Ilya Samsonov um, is, I guess, good. Pretty good. All right. uh, but yeah, the Washington Capitals finished second in the East last year, 36-15-5. And that will be the same this year. I just I want to see Ovechkin get 45 goals, you know? Or 73. Knock a, knock a ton off the total. Make it a real race. <laughs> that would be cool if he had like one more like 50-plus goal season just randomly. Yeah. You're like, oh, what the hell was that? I do always like I don't know that he's going to do it for sure because the two shortened seasons really screwed him a lot. Yeah. But I did always love that debate a couple of years ago where it's like, what? well, he's got to slow down eventually. And it's like, yeah, but he isn't yet. Yeah. And what's slowing down? Is it? 
they, they always acted like he'd immediately drop from like 55 to like 14 goals yeah, this season, right. you know? And it's like, well, it's like he could, he might slow down. It's like, yeah, if he was anyone else except for currently the second best goal scorer in the league, or yeah. like in the history of the league. That's so right. I don't know why you're, of all people, that's the guy that's, he's just, I don't think he's got it anymore. Yeah. It's just that, uh, there's always some bias against Alex Ovechkin, you know? And it's like, well, He's still pretty good, so I don't think he cares much. But um, are we ready for the JR mailbag? Oh, let's real quick. How how do we think this uh, division ends up? Ooh. Who wins it? The Islanders yeah, probably. Islanders win it. Followed by the Hurricanes probably. Yeah. Followed by the Capitals probably, and then you're looking at the Flyers and Rangers and Penguins fighting for that fourth spot. Yeah. I'm going to say the Penguins miss the playoffs. And it's going to be... You're right. Did I say Flyers, Rangers, Penguins? It's the Penguins. That was, <laughs> that was so wrong. The de- what about the Devils? I thought we thought the Devils might be in the mix. Uh, they might be in the mix but by not won. finishing seventh. Yeah. You know? Do you think it's four teams out of this division that make the playoffs? Oh, good question. Five even or could just be three. five because the other teams are all gonna plum plumble each other over there in the Atlantic. Yeah. What do you think? Atlantic, I mean, it's like you're gonna have Toronto and Boston and Tampa and probably Florida if they're as good as Florida? they were last year. Yeah. So I could see them at least taking. What four. if Toronto doesn't make it? I mean, that's without what we, Zach Hyman. I mean, those unproven are unproven goaltending. That, that's our hopes and dreams, you know. But uh, I don't, I don't think so. They'll that's still make it. but that's the contingency they haven't even talked about. Right. Oh, God, that'd be so delightful. <laughs> They're worried about getting on the first round. They just don't make it. The first yeah. Round. Problem solved, though. Really, in a way, Kyle Davis is so fired after this season. That dude's so gone. Right. Uh, Are yeah. you right? Yeah, I just wonder what they're. I feel like that was their plan for so long was Kyle Dubas uh-huh. even when they had Lou Lamorella like well obviously Kyle Dubas is next and I don't feel like there is any internal no it's, plan. Good. it's so Peter Shirelli or somebody oh, God. It's some you know it is because they tried the young interesting guy yeah, and they're yeah. gonna oh, say that yeah. didn't work and so oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. establishment buffoon whoever I thought it was going to be Maybe the ducks will fire the dentist, or the sharks will fire the dentist, and they can go get him. For malpractice. That's right. Doug, you can't hold them in the chair. (laughs) I don't. I don't. That's a rumor made up by Elliot Friedman. I heard you work (laughs) them over, whatever the fuck that means. It's pornographic. It's always (laughs) been pornographic. I don't like that. I was like, I've never been to the dentist and have them work me over. Oh, haven't you, though, Ian? He's never been charged for a partial involvement when you've gotten a full one or vice versa. I forgot I told you that. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I read read your DMs to me. (laughs) So I looked up dental codes and I realized that a lot of this was a disagreement between... The insurance and the dentist? No, it was just between my fiancé, who's a dentist, and my dentist. Who's also a dentist. Who's also a dentist. (laughs) I learned that... You know know things where you're like... If I go to the doctor... I mean, maybe we know Uh, that this isn't true anymore as we get older. But like, you're like, they'll find something wrong with me. And every doctor that ever saw that thing would all agree that this is what is wrong uh with me. But we all know now that that's not the case. Doctors always like disagree with each other. So apparently when putting in dental codes for the insurance... 
dentists could disagree on this. And when I looked it up, it's like a thing online and dental forums. Like, well, did you do blah, 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 blah? That's a D79. It's like, like, yeah, I did do that. But that's a D80, you jackass. <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, not in my practice, it isn't. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see. So this is just a thing you people disagree on. That's right. I call dentists you people. That's right. You have enough money. One of whom is your future wife. That. You have enough money and enough debt. But I can say that to you. <laughs> and you're inheriting both, Ian. <laughs> both. No, 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 no. I check the legality of all this. <laughs> I inherit no debt. She's on her own. Just the money for me. <laughs> 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 uh, we have fun. Uh, we do. We do have fun. That's, uh, you know, we all hung out in Pigeon Forge together. The three of us, mm-hmm. you know, as normal people do. People go to Pigeon Forge. That's right. Too many people. Please people, leave. Do you think people go to Pigeon Forge just to like mini Play golf, mini golf and, and like yes. each other in the fucking nuts? Yeah, I really, I really do, Ian. I really, <laughs> they wake really, up, really They wake do. up in their fucking shitty hotel yeah. and they go, we're going to Flapjack Bills now. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to Flapjack Bills now at 1030 to have like a flapjack buffet. Yeah. And then we're going to be like way too full. Like then we're almost go- drunkenly full. We're going to Cosmic Golf. Yeah. We're going to pet the baby sharks. Uh-huh. And then we're going to uh, to old Wild Wild West Golf. And then we're going to friggin'. Um, we're going to the pirate theme show at Co- night. Yep. And Cabana Jacks for ice cream. And we're calling it a day. And we're turning back into the Super 55 at uh, 9.30 sharp to get, you know, the three minutes of hot water this fly <laughs> each evening. And then we're going to bed and we're starting again. Oh. There's 14 mini golf courses in this two and a half mile stretch of road. And we're hitting them all, baby. That's the Pigeon Forge experience right there. What a horrifying nightmare of a place. So beautiful, really. I mean, just what a what a what a perfect encapsulation of human nature in right. one spot. You know, <laughs> gorgeous mountains over here, and you're just spending the excess with bullshit at the bottom of it. Yeah. No, no offense to Dolly Parton, who is a goddess yeah, and an angel. She's uh, she's carved out her little corner there, and that's great. She is literally and figuratively above it all. <laughs> and uh, we will respect her. Ooh, man, that's just uh, Pigeon Forge, baby. I was unprepared just, for just what a, just a, a tourist hellhole that place was. Even be. Gatlinburg, which I liked better because we were kind of in the mountains, uh-huh. it's a warmer mountain town, um, which feels like I'm stretching it. But uh, yeah. but then their main drag, though, which I didn't quite see until we got on, and I was like, fuck, you did it here too, yeah. didn't oh, you? Oh, they sure did. I mean, I had a corn dog, and this guy did see my blues hat that gave me the corn dog, and he goes, I respect that. I respect you being a blues fan. And I was blown away. But then I've also had this feeling where so I was he like. He just knows every team. You know. And this like, is, yeah. Like, I respect you being a Yankees fan. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? How <laughs> <laughs> would you say that? Um, yeah, go. Go to Pigeon Forge. It's great. It's great, great for the fans. Brought to you by Pigeon Forge. <laughs> yeah. I did learn about a place. Uh, what's it called? Blue Ridge, Georgia. Mm. On like the southern end of the mountains. It's probably the same, but I've convinced myself it's like way more chill, and I want to try that out sometime. I thought the Appalachian Trail, speaking of Georgia, uh-huh. like started in Georgia and ended like in West Virginia. No, it's so freaking long. No, it goes up to like fucking Maine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you, did you know also because these mountains all exist as one like range in Pangaea that there's like a transcontinental Appalachian Trail that goes like into Canada and then over to like Scotland? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can hike the Appalachian Mountains into Europe. And I'm like, what? I mean, I what, get it, but, but I'm you, like, you gotta you like boat over to Europe. Though, do people right? do that? I mean, people walk the Appalachian Trail or hike it, as quote unquote, all the time. You hear right. about it at least. Oh but yeah, that's like uh, two twenty one hundred miles. It takes like almost twenty two hundred miles. It takes three months to do that, and people do this by choice. Do you have time? Like who has time? You must who be has retired time? or be gotta very be so rich. rich. Or or you or know. like you work from home and you stop it. I work from home. I can't do that. You start in. Chat, you start in just northwest of Gainesville, Georgia, mm-hmm. and you walk, you hike all the way up to friggin' northern Maine, north yeah, central it's Maine. Crazy. God bless to Vader State Park, 5,200 foot elevation. That's a mile, baby. Uh, so yeah, can you imagine like starting like a fun little hike up in Maine and you see some dude like coming down the trail and you're like oh how was the hike and it's like oh well i started in georgia also Stephen, how do you do that you park your car do you get dropped off because you just hike one way and then uh, you get you're done in maine and you're like well my car's not fucking here. Walk back. <laughs> yeah how does that work you uh-huh. have to arrange transport i yeah. guess there's got to be I, I literally bet there's some service there's some company that like specifically will drive your car from georgia to maine <laughs> just put it on the other end <laughs> And then the valet will lose your freaking keys. <laughs> Imagine being so effing tired and you reach it and your car's kind of like busted up. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't even open the door. They're like, dude, damn. sorry, but you trusted me to drive it across like freaking 20 this, states. I'm going to be honest. This seems like it's on you. You ever been to Acadia? Ian, I really want to go to Acadia. No. It's the national park on the Maine coast. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Acadia. I want to go to Maine. Sometime. People talking about Maine. Let's go to Acadia, Ian. We're doing it. This is a two guys, one cup podcast decision. It's All been right. decided. The three of us, when your dentist uh, fiance decides the difference between an L79 and an L80, we can all hop in the car, oh, she knows the drive difference. 38 mountain hours to Acadia, and have a grand old time. Ian, we've got a mailbag from Jeremy Rutherford. I almost called him Jeremy Tarasenko to close out the night. Um, you know what? We're just going to read All it. the questions are about Tarasenko. I'd say I'd legit 50% of them are Tarasenko. Oh, for sure. Of course they are. What else has he got to talk about? There's been almost no talk on Tarasenko for the past months. Are there any updates? Are there any teams even interested? Evan M. He says Carolina, even after signing Svechnikov, needs scoring and help on the power play. The Rangers have not moved on from the idea, even though ter- tra- they traded ba- the, the be- 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 <laughs> Pavel Buchnevich to save money. Tarasenko only has two years left on his deal. It all comes down to how much the Blues will retain of Tarasenko's 7.5 AAV. Uh, I'm told they're not willing to hold on to any of it. If they don't, they probably won't find a deal. Well, great. Good work. Are the Islanders a trade partner for Tarasenko? Uh, I believe the Islanders are still in the mix, but there's no telling with Lamorello. Many around the NHL are trying under the impression that he has agreed to terms with a few free agents this summer, uh, but he's not announcing the deal so that clubs like the Blues don't know how much salary cap he has available. 
If teams don't know, then they might not be able to squeeze Lamorello in a trade. He hates being squeezed. What are the chances that Tarasenko starts the season with the Blues and any chance the team can repair its relationship with him? Oh, I like this. I like this answer. Tarasenko has a no-trade clause, but Armstrong is in control of the situation, and he's going to make the deal when he wants. I still think that Tarasenko will be traded before the start of the season because it just doesn't make a lot of sense to allow him to become a distraction. From the people I've spoken with, the odds are 50-50, but I believe it's higher that he'll be moved. Um, and no, the relationship is not reparable. He will be traded. I usually don't like guaranteeing anything, but I feel pretty comfortable guaranteeing this one because he's been talking to Tarasenko's agent the whole time, people. I do like that, though. I'm like, finally, we don't get out. Well, he might. I'm pretty sure he's leaving. They're like, yeah, man, this dude's gone. Yeah. Enough Enough is enough with this whole, like, well, I saw something else, too. Maybe it's in the comments of this mailbag where someone was like, if we got rid of like those doctors and stuff, could we convince him he should stay? And I'm like, dude, it's over. Yeah. Find a new show, baby. It's freaking over, bro. Uh, I love Tarasenko too, but it's done. I know. I wish. I wish it didn't go like this. I wish he was gonna stay and all that stuff. But like, there's no, there's no keeping him. He's here right now, but that doesn't mean he's gonna be here anymore. So, just get used to it. Yeah. If Tarasenko is with the Blues when the season starts, what's it going to be like in the locker room? <laughs> The answer to this question is twofold. I think the players will be professional and treat them like a teammate. They understand it's a business. And for many of them, it's not the first time they've gone through something like this. What does that mean? Who demanded a trade on this team before? Patrick Bergwin, perhaps? Who knows? No, I think, he, I think he goes on. I think he talks oh. about him. Um, but the white noise, as teams like to call it, will make it an issue. The question from the local media and the speculation locally and nationally about what's going to happen with Tarasenko will keep it in the headlines. That's all on that answer. Oh, sorry. He goes further in other Tarasenko oh. questions. Where would Tarasenko fit in the Blues lineup? Would the Blues want to play him higher to increase his trade value? Uh, second or third line, probably. Relationship with Berube isn't great. Uh, how can you trade for Buchnevich and sign Brandon Saad and then have them play in the uh, bottom six? Uh, if Tarasenko does get a few goals in the first 10 games, are the Blues really going to get that much more for him than they would now? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> you've written in two articles that the players who might come from the Islanders in the Tarasenko trade are Scott Mayfield and Anthony Beauvillier. You've also said on the radio that the Blues may only get a second round pick and have to retain half of Tarasenko's salary. That seems like a wide spectrum. Why are you an ass? <laughs> no, what do you actually feel Tarasenko's value is? It's a fair question, but here's the thing. Uh, what something drags on like this, I have a lot of speculation. Honestly, I don't report most of it. Um, Mayfield and Beauvillier are two names that I've heard, but I've also heard the second scenario in which the Blues might have to retain a lot of his salary. Salary retention is a variable in play, which is probably the best answer to your question. The wide spectrum in the potential return for Tarasenko stems from how much salary the Blues are asked to keep. The more they pay, the better the return. Also, is it a one-for-one, one, or is it a package deal that includes other Blues players? If the Blues end up retaining 2 to $3 million of Tarasenko's $7.5 million, I could see them getting a decent pick or prospect back. Again, though, there are so many variables. Why wouldn't you do that? Why, I don't. That's the thing I don't get. Is it just a power move from... Uh, Armstrong, like, I think so. or does he have a specific plan he wants to execute? I think he's just like you know how we never do buyouts. He just doesn't want dead cap. 
He's like, no, I will never, ever have dead camp. Yeah. What about Jack Eichel for Tarasenko, Denisov? It wouldn't be straight up, of course, but I wouldn't completely rule out the possibility of some sort of package involving the two. I believe the Blues have shown interest in Eichel, but to my knowledge, it has never become serious between the Blues and Buffalo. Wow. Wouldn't completely rule it out, eh? Uh, Why do you never consider the Blues placing Tarasenko's on waivers to send him to the American Hockey League? Uh, it could eventually come to that if he's still on the roster when the season starts and the situation becomes a distraction, but if the Blues aren't willing to retain 2 to $3 million of his salary in order to trade him, why are they going to pay him $9.5 million in his actual salary in 2021 to play in the AHL? Aside from that fact, why would the Blues want a disgruntled ter- Tarasenko around their prospects? With the increase of Russian players on the Blues, do you think that that will affect Tarasenko wanting to stay? No, Costin and Barbashev have been with the Blues for years, and they had no impact on Tarasenko's decision. <laughs> Adding Buchnevich isn't going to trade it, change anything either. Um, oh, shit, he did. He did. He did go on again. I listened to an interview with Armstrong where he mentioned that trade requests like Tarasenko's happen more often than fans realize. Can you recall any situations? Off the top of my head, I remember Brian Elliott asked the Blues to trade him. They sent him to Calgary for a second-round pick, which became Jordan Cairo. Another player who asked for a trade was Dimitri Askin. The Blues couldn't find a taker and eventually put him on waivers, and Washington claimed him. As Armstrong said, it does happen more than we know, but those two I'm aware of. Wow. Brian Elliott demanded that trade. He demanded it. I think I remember that, at least. Good thing. Thanks. Good timing, Brian. I know. Well Uh, done. Did the issues between Tarasenko and the medical training staff contribute to the Blues changing their strength coach last season? No. Uh, is signing um, Robert Thomas contingent on getting Tarasenko's contract off the books? Yes and no. Uh, you know, they've got cap space. Um, waiting to sign Thomas could leave him out of training camp, but Sunquist won't be ready for the start of the season, so they can put him on LTIR. Uh, the Blues apparently sent Thomas the message that his off-season training needed to improve, and he's taken it very seriously. That's been the case for many, many players over the years, and results, when they get back to the ice, have been mixed. I'm just passing along what I've been told. Robert Thomas is going to be a god this year. (laughs) That's what he said. That's what Jeremy Rutherford guaranteed you people, so blame him if he's wrong. Uh, are no other NHL teams interested in Tyler Bozak, or is it just a waiting game until Tarasenko is gone? Bozak is in St. Louis and skating with the Blues and would like to remain with the team. The Blues can't sign him for now, as you mentioned, because of their cap situation, but I believe there is mutual interest. Well, that's weird, but cool. I mean, great. Good for them. Whatever. Neat. There's, at this point, I'm, I'm fine with it because they've done other stuff, but if yeah. that was like one of their big moves, I would be like, oh, God. Um, you're probably sick of Matthew Kachuk questions, so I apologize in advance. But wouldn't it be prudent to wait two years for when he reaches a UFA status rather than give up assets now? To me, this is another yes and no. Yes, because the Blues wouldn't have to give a Calgary a lot of assets for Kachuk. I do think that if when Kachuk becomes a UFA, he would seriously consider coming home. But if the Blues, if you're the Blues, can you afford to wait a couple of years? Many of their core players uh, will be in their early 30s at that point. Will the team's championship window still be open? Perhaps. But with what, what it will cost to bring Kachuk to St. Louis prior to him becoming an unrestricted free agent, it might be more prudent. Um, 
I'm sure you can't you catch wind of possible trades and insider information, and I'm curious how you decide when to start writing about the speculation. Uh, I never do that. You know, uh, that's an interesting answer. I'll let you read that. Um, anything else in this, Ian, that we should discuss? No, it's just mostly Tarasenko, uh, you know, Tarasenko whirlwind, if you will. All the news Tarasenko no avoided news. back surgery. Uh, he wants the Dania Chara. Um, but Chara's going to play the East. Oh, people, you, you were right about that question about him having a sensationalist headlines he's never had them uh i think it is a little silly like people were kind of accusing him jr of like publishing stories where there wasn't really a story and things like that it's like i don't think he's grasping at straws and like lying to you i think he's just publishing what little he knows on some of these stories because he's basically saying hey people ask me all the time about Tarasenko or about blah 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 and I don't have much to say but here I'll write it out so at least you know and I'm not getting pestered about it and mm-hmm. people are like this didn't tell me anything you know you said this is a bit what was this thing you said there was big news and oh yeah he did say big news is coming one night but then what did he write about it was just like um oh it was just like the oh it was that story from the agent about like well the things are getting worse yeah it's like, but not really it's like not. okay it wasn't a huge news story but uh-huh. it's like it wasn't like misleading the point that i was like oh how could he do, have done this to me it's so much clickbait i don't think you really clickbait people especially on a i don't know if it was free or not but like on an athletic article where you have to pay to already be a subscriber of the athletic <laughs> unless he made this made that story free for other folks um but yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. The guy's been doing this for like 15 plus years or whatever. He's not one of those young TikTokers who's going to do all this for clicks. Mm-hmm. I'm just skimming through the remaining thoughts. A lot about prospects in here if you're interested. Um, Tyler Tucker, will he play? Yes, but not on the board. Steven's gone to a trance. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I think that's all that's in here that's worth uh, talking about on the podcast. Anything else you want to talk about, Ian, before we um, part ways? No, I thought about it. Uh, I'm glad I'm still alive. I'm glad that I my throat cleared up and was no longer possessed by some sort of demon um so you know bless up (laughs) he does predict his bold prediction is that thomas will have 50 assists this season that's a big ass jump baby go for it he really thinks that offseason work's gonna help him i guess so he said results have been mixed though he said results have been mixed so robert thomas 150 points this season good to know book it ian your throat has closed permanently. <laughs> this is the last we will ever speak. Uh, any last words for our listeners? Um, live moss. That's right, folks. Live moss and good night. Mm-hmm.